What's up, everybody? This is Dorian. And this is Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. We were trying not to laugh because I was over here crumping to I the intro. I in Yo, because the track is so fine. Yeah, every time. I every time. <laughs> Let's start off with our glows and grows. What you got going on, okay. Morgan? Okay, well, you know, God bless me with a new apartment. Mm, come on. Girl, I'm hyped. Waiting two months for him to answer this prayer. Yes, Lord. Came through. Apartment nice and bougie, bad and bougie. What's up? Hey. I'm excited about it, yo. I'm really excited. And I'm excited about the work that he did in my heart while I was waiting for this yes. doggone apartment. But I'm grateful <laughs> that he did a new work in my heart and I got a new apartment to go along with it. So yes. that's what's up. I can't wait to be on your rooftop chilling. Yeah, honestly. What? Trying to be on that pool. Yes. I got a garage. I, I can't park my wait. car in a parking garage. Y'all mm. ain't ready for it. <laughs> okay, the grow is that, uh, very somber note. Uh-oh. No, no, no. <laughs> He's working on my heart with humility. I ain't complaining, God. I'm not complaining. Woo. Just being honest, it's been difficult mm-hmm. to learn humility and just learning what it means to honor everybody, learning what submission looks like. So he is just doing a deep cleaning work in my heart mm. with humility. And it's it's been a little bit difficult, but it's still good. Yeah. What about you? I mean, it's so funny that you say humility, because mm. clearly, I think, obviously, because we spend so much time together, Probably. God likes to work on the same things Girl, in both of us, so literally. we have somebody else to... That's actually really sweet of him, though. It does kind of make a little bit of sense. So, I, bit. too, have been... That's it? I mean, little, it don't make a lot? Nah. Our friendship don't mean... Of all the things to be struggling with, that we struggle with the exact same thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little crazy. Well, I'd rather have you than nobody, but oh, it's you're fine. you're so sweet, Mom. You're so it's sweet. Fine. Go ahead, Anyway, go ahead. so, I've been working on humility, too. Um, I feel like he just revealed it to me in my devotion earlier today, actually, hmm. as I was trying to figure out why... Part of my life is going so well, the podcast and work and family and everything. And then there are just some other things that I'm dealing with that are not going so great. And I'm like, Lord, why can't everything just be on the same page right now? And I realized that he was like, because when everything is going too well in your life, then you have no need for me. Nope. And I can't let that happen. I love you too much to let you drift off on by yourself. So I'm going to shake some things up and Mm -hmm. make a couple of things hard. And then you find your way back to me. I said, okay, Lord. Well, here I am. (laughs) Hands open and extended. Please help me out. Surrendered. (laughs) And so um, my glow this week, though, I was at home. Shout out to Atlanta. Yeah, shout out to A-Town. And I ended up going to Dillard's, getting some shoes. Oh, I was bougie. trying on the, whatever. My mama Dillard's is Dillard's. bougie, bro. It's not bougie. It's a nice, it's not like a Macy's it's or a, a JCPenney. store. No, Dillard's is nice. Anyway, Luana loves to shop. So we ended up at <laughs> Dillard's. And I tried on these Steve Madden sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I had tried on two different colors. And so I make my purchase. I go home. I'm like, ooh, can't wait to wear these sneakers. And I realized that the girl had given me the wrong pair. That's tragic. So I said, okay. So I have to go back up there the next day. I mm-hmm. go up there i'm like hey got the wrong sneakers let's just trade them out real quick simple he looks in the back the shoes are not there he can't find the shoes anywhere so i'm like okay well what do you guys want me to do he says well i see they got five pair over at perimeter i said okay great perimeter although is about 40 minutes away so i'm like uh okay so i end up saying i can't do this today i'll go do it tomorrow okay so I felt myself get into an attitude, and then I said, you know what? It's not even that big of a deal, bro. Right. You, they got your shoe. You still going to go get it. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. So I shifted my perspective a little bit, and I said, it's cool. So the next day, I drive up to Nordstrom's. I trade my shoes in, and he gets ready to ring me up, and he says, actually, these shoes have been marked down. Ooh, I, said, I love the sound of I'm that. I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> and he said, uh, so I know that you originally paid you know, $100 shoes. 
These shoes are now $34.99. I said, look at this testimony. <laughs> so really, I looked at the situation and I said, wow, you know, it's just like God to have us jumping through all these hoops. Yeah. And we mad at him. Right. And we want to catch an attitude, mm -hmm. not realizing that he really just trying to redirect you to a bigger blessing. Right. And so I thought about that in our walks, how, you know, all it takes sometimes is a little shift mm -hmm. to get us back on track. Mm, Funny mm, enough, mm. that's exactly what we're going to talk about mm. today. We are going to be talking about the pivot, the pivot, which we both have identified as just such an important aspect of working with Christ. Mm. And usually pivot is used in the context of basketball. And I don't know if y'all know this, but it's kind of a big deal in high school. Girl. I, really, I had newspaper articles, bro. I can call my mom right just now. Just because your mama wrote some articles don't mean that you mom <laughs> Mama, she didn't mean that. Don't call my mom out <laughs> No, in the real newspaper, y'all, for real, for real. <laughs> I played basketball for like 10 years. I'm doing an imaginary crossover right now to show Doe that I could do it. Okay, Look, Doe, I could do it. Okay. Ah. Thanks for She's that. not ready, but um, I did play basketball for 10 years. So anyway, uh, the pivot in basketball is basically when you dribble and you picked up your dribble and now you have two options. Either you shoot and hopefully make the basket mm -hmm. or you pass it to a teammate. But what happens is you have to ground yourself in one foot and that one foot has to be grounded and you cannot move it. You just shift that other foot around mm -hmm. to kind of see what your perspective and your opportunities are. And then you make a decision from there. Yeah. I mean, when we tie that into the actual pivot, the walk with Christ, it's like we define pivot as a small shift in a different direction that leads to significant change. Oh, that's deep. Oh, yeah. That's Can you a, read that a, one more time? Please? That's a small shift in a different direction that leads to significant change. Wow. And so when we think about when we're walking with God, that's simply saying, are you trying to shift yourself in a direction that puts you closer towards him or mm -hmm. further away from him? And so I love the scripture in Acts 3.19. It says, now it's time to change your ways. Turn to face God so he can wipe away your sins, pour out showers of blessings to refresh you, and send you the Messiah he has prepared for you, namely Jesus. So I think the key takeaway out of that piece, turn to face God. Mm -hmm. That's all he's asking us to do. He's mm -hmm. asking us to turn to face him so that he can do what we all are always crying about. Shower us with blessings. I want the blessings, bro. <laughs> we always like, God, why don't Where I have? Blessings and he's like, have you turned towards me? Wow. I love that too because it's a prerequisite to him being able to wipe our sins and mm. pour out the blessings. Yeah, that's good. Like he's, we're waiting on him and he's sitting there like, I'm, I'm actually waiting on you. As I have all these things planned, but can you just turn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as always. And so that's we've kind deep. of identified these different ways that we have found the pivot pop up in our lives. Right. And so the first one is the drastic pivot. So <laughs> this is the big one. <laughs> it is literally when you have that moment that brings you to Christ, maybe for the very first time. Mm. Um, I think that this is the moment where we decide to commit our life to Christ. Right. And I think there's also another pivot that may seem a little bit smaller. It's more of the daily pivot. Um, so with the drastic pivot, we are committing our life to Christ. But with the daily pivot, we are committing Christ to our lives. We're yeah. saying, Christ, come into every single area of my life, my daily walk with you, um, so that I can walk with you more closely and see what your will is for our lives. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that so often in our days, we are met with the crossroad of decisions. And a lot of times those decisions feel really simple uh, or very insignificant. So in the morning when I decide to either do my devotional or check my email, that's a very small decision. That's a crossroad mm. I'm facing. And I think what happens is we don't realize what could happen um, when that daily decision is to shift towards our perspective and what we want rather than his vision, his perspective and what he wants. So I think I've just I've gotten caught up so many times. I'm like, that doesn't that little thing doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want me to give food to that homeless person? That doesn't that doesn't matter. You want me to read my word? Oh, mm, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. But turns out, whew, child, 
It does. Let me tell you why it does, because that leads us to our third one. Yeah. When those daily pivots are not adding up to shift us closer to God, we Mm -hmm. end up at the drift pivot. And that's the sneaky, slow, and easy one that is literally the same as when you drift when you're hanging out at the pool or at the lake and you're sitting in a tube Mm -hmm. and you're just chilling, not really paying attention. And then you look up and you're somewhere that you never even intended to be. And the shore is so far away. Because you've drifted away and you didn't even know. I literally have a story for that. One time I went to, I don't know, like Turks and Caicos or something. And like, I think it was Turks and Caicos, basically like 20 feet out from the shore, it drops off like hundred feet or something crazy. Ooh. The water goes from being like light blue, almost clear to like dark. You can't see anything. So they're like, we're going to go snorkeling. And I'm thinking we're going to go snorkeling in the light color yeah. water. I can see. He's like, no, we're going to, they call it a drop off, like in Finding Nemo. He's like, we're going to snorkeling right at the drop off. And I'm like, dang it, I already paid my money. So like, <laughs> I'm not going to be the one person not yeah, going. So I'm going to go. He's like, you know, just make sure you stay with the group, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, basically keep your eyes on where I'm at. I'm like, okay. So we have fish food and I'm sprinkling fish food and I'm looking at all the different colors. I'm like, oh, look at these fish. It's so dope. And I'm looking down, literally looking down at the fish. I look up and everyone must be about 20 feet away from me. I have drifted so far up because my vision, I wasn't looking where I was supposed to be looking. I was just looking around like at myself. I was like, oh, look, look at these fish. Girl, I was so afraid because I had swam into that deep part of the water where I couldn't see anything. Yeah. And I was so far away because I shifted my perspective and my focus on the wrong thing. I swam so fast. I've never swam. I knew a shark was chasing me. Oh, my god! I had to swim so fast. But that just is such a good example of what happens when we shift our um, perspective. It seems small, but we end up so far away. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about life is so crazy. It's like it's so complex and it's always moving so fast that sometimes we get so comfortable or we're just paying attention to things that we shouldn't mm-hmm. be paying attention to. And we don't even realize that it's time for us to make a shift. Like yep. thinking about your story, what if you hadn't looked up? You would have just kept feeding these little fish. <laughs> Next thing you know, you find a Nemo, you lost. Yeah, y'all would have heard about me in the news. <laughs> That's, yeah, not about the basketball. We would have been here and this girl lost out here. So Lord. I just think about how, you know, there's got to be a way for us to kind of know when it's time to pivot, right? Yeah, I think for me, um, I know it's time to pivot when I'm starting to notice reoccurring current things happen, particularly Mm. patterns. Uh, And for me, it's just like having this curiosity and humbling myself and taking the moment to be like, maybe it's not everybody else. Like maybe Mm. I'm seeing the same kind of personality, uh, experiencing the same kind of struggle and this conflict. And maybe it's actually something in my heart that God is trying to reveal, particularly like personalities at work. I don't know why work is a place that God loves to, he loves to work at work. That's where we always are. We spend so much of our time there. Seriously. And so I know that I have worked with similar personalities at various jobs. And I thought that if I just went to a new job, mm. then everybody's personality would be fixed. But turns out it was my attitude, <laughs> my inability to serve, my inability to submit to leadership. But just noticing those same patterns for me really helped me to recalibrate yeah. and figure out, Holy Spirit, where are you trying to show me in this moment? Mm, that's good. I think when I think about my life, it's usually emotional turmoil. Ooh, heavy. <laughs> Anytime there is a lack of peace, mm-hmm. then I know it's time for me to make a shift. And I think about when I was trying to move to New York in 2014, and I literally was doing everything I could to live in New York. Mm. Something as crazy as myself and two other girls were going to rent a one-bedroom apartment and what? we were going to split the living room. You're not have... built for that. They don't know you, but I know you. You're Girl, not built for you that. You already know. <laughs> I would have been caught a case. Like, what? <laughs> they, we wanted to split the living room into two. And my New York people, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, mm. where you can get one of those temporary walls so that you could try to make it work. That sounds ridiculous And then it's like, you. who's going to get the bigger bedroom? And then it was just a hot mess. And so we end up back in Connecticut where what? the actual job was going to be. <laughs> 
and we were at the office and we found an apartment that was mm-hmm. kind of near the office. So we were like, let's just go peek in here. And the moment we walked into the space, I saw this two bedroom, two bathroom apartment, mm-hmm. big living room, balcony, pool, grill, mm-hmm. all these beautiful things. And just a sense of peace washed over me. Mm-hmm. And God was like, this is where you're supposed to be. And I literally remember my dad telling me, if it costs you your peace, then it's too expensive. That's good. And when I think about that, I'm like, yep, that's when I know it's time for me to shift in my life mm-hmm. because there's a lack of peace. And I know that God wants us to have that peace in our lives. Wow, that's great. And I think it's important for me when I walk, it's to even recognize the opportunity. I have missed so many opportunities. When mm-hmm. I look back and see all the patterns, look at all of the turmoil I'm experiencing, I'm like, God was giving me a chance right here. Mm. And he wants us to lean towards him. He wants us to pivot towards his will and his ways. But it takes practice. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of practice to be like, okay, God, let me turn towards you. Because in that moment, my pride kicks in and I just want to do my way and my thing. And my flesh is like, nope, we know what we're doing. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah. But it takes a lot of practice to really train your spirit to really lean towards the ways of God more than the ways of your flesh. I think, too, it, it takes practice to even get comfortable asking God about everything. Ooh. I am so used to living my life on my own. Living my best which, life. <laughs> literally. Which means that, like... Every little thing I decide for myself. I'm used to autonomy in life. Mm -hmm. And so moving into a space where I ask him as simple as, oh, I'm traveling this weekend. Like, Lord, what do you want me to do with my time? Oh, I have a free Saturday. What do you want me to spend my day doing? Versus like, right, every Saturday. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, it's the podcast. Versus you wake up and it's like, oh, let me hit somebody up real quick and see if I can go to brunch. Let me see what kind of plans we got tonight. Let me see. And you just start going. And then you look up and it's like, you've crafted your entire day, which then turns into your week, your months, your years, your Your life. life. And you have not checked back in with God. Bruh, that right there, that's crazy. So I think that's why it's so important to recognize when it's time to pivot. And then more importantly, to know what that pivot actually looks like. I think about, for me, when I reach a point where I can either be frustrated with God or I can surrender and say, Mm -hmm. okay, let me just turn towards you. I know that I need to find a way to reconnect back to him. Yeah. That is my way of pivoting. And for me, reconnection is my daily devotion. I have spent just about every single day making sure that I read something, that I see something, that I listen to something Mm -hmm. that is reflective of God, that is connected back to God. Because I realize that I cannot know his voice and I cannot feel his spirit in my life if I don't spend time with him. That's good. That kind of goes back to what I'm thinking about too. Is like, I want to be able to hear God's voice clearly. Mm -hmm. And I recognize now in the season, the reason why I'm able to hear his voice is not anything that I've done, honestly, (laughs) but just because I have spent time with him, I can recognize his voice. And it says in the Bible, my sheep, they know my voice. Yep. Um, and I think about there have been times in my life where I've tried to make big decisions and I could not hear the voice of God. And I didn't understand why. But it's like, girl, you ain't talked to him in how long? Right. You couldn't even recognize his voice if it came knocking on your door and called mm. your phone right now. Woo. You wouldn't even know it. And, you're so, and I was so far away from him that when I was calling him, it took so much time for even the voice to get to me because I'm I have drifted so far away from him that I'm literally have to swim back to shore mm-hmm. and start over from scratch and be like, OK, God, where we're at. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like I want to hear his voice clearly. And I think part of that is just inviting him into all those little moments of my day. Yeah. All those little moments that seem insignificant about how to spend my time, if to call this person, how to spend my weekend, what to do when I get home. Do I watch Netflix? Or do you want me to pray? Like mm. even stuff like that I would not have done a year ago because I thought my time was my time. Yeah. And I think the thing about that, too, is that 
God always asks you to do the way harder things. Every time. He's not gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be as simple as like, God, should I watch The Office tonight or right. New Girl? Like, it's not going to be that. Nope. Like, it's going to be, actually, I want you to turn the TV off and open your Bible up tonight. Ooh, or, hard. oh, should I go to brunch at this location mm-hmm. or at this location? God's going to say, you shouldn't go to brunch, actually. I think that you should go volunteer at the shelter instead. And it's like, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, that ain't whoa. God. That ain't that ain't him. Hold wait, on. Wait a minute. You know, I'm just tapping on the phone like, Lord, I Testing. think the, the connection. Shh, I think you're getting a I little. Can't, I can't hear you, Holy Spirit. Speak up. I'm like, I, I think you should say that one again because what I think that you were trying to say yeah. is that I should walk by the shelter on my way to Maybe brunch. stop and I could drop some leftovers off on my way home. Like, you no. And to. so I think that is such a big part of why mm-hmm. it becomes a struggle yeah. between going your way and going god's way i think in theory it sounds really easy like why wouldn't you go god's way of course you know that's going to be the better way but when you put it into reality it's because it's going to be way tougher than you really think it is right and i think it's so important to pivot because really what we're doing is we're submitting um we're submitting to god we're sacrificing our will and our ways and what we want for his will and his ways and i think it's so tragic that there are so many christians who have uh, received salvation and have christ in their heart but don't live with victory on this Mm. earth because they're not actually allowing Christ to be a part of the everyday. They're not allowing the Holy spirit to do a new work in their hearts. That, that is what reminds me of kind of like the difference between knowledge and application. When people talk about like, Oh, all you need is knowledge. And it's like, actually knowledge is not enough. No, just knowing that God is good knowing that you have salvation, Mm -hmm. knowing that the Bible exists, all of those things are great. But until you actually take the time to exercise your faith to open up your bible you know to know him in a different way then you really end up staying at the same place and you end up just living such a watered down version of the life that you could live right that makes me want to cry so sad (laughs) because i know i've done that for so much of my life literally the first 25 ish years 26 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. doing my own way my own things and i'm like that was not even it and i think that's this is why that right there is why the pivot matters yup I don't want to live that lesser version no, of my life I can't anymore. Afford to. I don't want to, Mm-mm. especially now that I have tasted a little bit of what it could be like mm-hmm. with him, that you just want to keep going in that direction. Yep. And so when I think about the basketball analogy, it's like the pivot keeps one foot grounded, mm-hmm. but that means that that other foot is free. You know, it we can use the other foot it has the power of choice to determine which way you're going to go. And so if your grounded foot is the one that's rooted in God, he's not trying to totally uproot you and cause you to come crashing down. He just wants you to use that free will to shift yourself to be in a better position to follow him. Wow. And then when we think about like, the point of the pivot is to set yourself up for a winning shot. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if you are shifting yourself to be turned back towards him, then you, you're you ready to score. That's it. That's good. Mm. And if it's in a real game and I came to the point where I did pick up the ball and I need to pivot, uh, if I pick up my grounded foot, that's a violation right there. Turnover mm. automatically. And it's the same with us. When we pick up that foot that is supposed to be grounded in Christ and in his will, we end up depending on our own strength and mm. our own ability. And inevitably, we're going to experience a violation. That's crazy. And I think the worst violation is uh, being out of the will of God for our lives and mm-hmm. not allowing him the space to move in our lives. He can't move in our lives when we're distant from him. Mm. 
not giving him the space to move. That's crazy. I think a scripture that reflects that perfectly, First mm. Thessalonians 5.19, and it says, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Such a strong word. I looked stifle. up stifle, and it means to prevent or constrain. Mm. So when you think about another reason the pivot really matters is because our inability to pivot to make these small turns in the direction God has for us restrains him. Yeah. It literally, it ties right. his hands. Like he cannot move in our lives if we are not turning towards him. Exactly. He's stuck. And I think that on the other, on the flip side of that is like, if I'm moving towards him mm -hmm. and I'm pivoting towards him, I'm creating more space for him to move in my life. I'm yeah. creating more opportunities for him to show himself strong. Cause he wants to do that. Inevitably yeah. he wants to bless us. He wants to um, pour down his blessings. But like we said at the beginning, we have to turn towards him. And when we do, we create more opportunities and space for him to do so. And I'm just great. I'm just so grateful that he has been so gracious towards me because I have turned and pivot my own way more times than I can even count. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful that every time, time I pivot back towards him he just accepts me with so much love and so much grace and he just continues to be our anchor and our source even if we don't always pivot the right way I'm just very grateful for his grace yeah I yeah. love it I mean depending on whether you're in the space to do a drastic pivot mm -hmm. or you have the daily pivot or you you might have ended up in the drift pivot mm. I mean I think that's the most beautiful part about it is that there's always you always have that free will yeah and the foot that is grounded in him like that's a given yeah you are always going to have that because that's the part that he gives that's mm -hmm. the part that is an extension of his grace that you right. will never be able to undo mm -hmm. or earn it's always going to be present so now you just have to use that free will to turn yourself back towards him Ooh. That's, mm, that's a lot. Mm, I think mm. this week I'm really going to be working on inviting the Holy Spirit into my heart, help me get into those places that are broken so I can really continue to pivot towards God's will for my life and not my own. And I just hope that everyone feels encouraged, honestly, yeah. to look at your life and determine where you are. And if you're at a crossroads where you have an opportunity to make a choice, that's the beautiful part about yep. it. You get to decide. God is not going to force you anything. Mm -mm. He's not a bully. Mm -mm. He's very much a gentleman. Mm -hmm. And he's going to wait patiently until you decide whatever it is that you want to do. And hopefully that will be to shift yourself back towards him. Yeah. Mm. The pivot. Ooh Truly game changer, man. Well, we hope y'all will follow us on Instagram do at that. Rooted Life Podcast. And let us know if this was helpful as y'all are facing some of those tough choices in life and what kind of pivot moment you might be sitting in this week. That's good. Yeah, and go ahead and do us a favor. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. Yes, we love it. We love y'all. Hope y'all stay rooted this stay week. Stay rooted.